Dear Chatter, I'm starting to hate my girlfriend. If you ever saw the X or Twitter trend, you know exactly what I mean. I've been in a relationship for two years, three months, one week, and seven days. I feel like I'm in prison. I started getting bored and annoyed with my girlfriend after our two-year milestone. My girl is honestly a wonderful individual. I just can't stand her any longer. I don't want to break her heart, but I don't want to be trapped by her either. How do I get her to break up with me? Every moment spent with her is killing me inside. Help. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. 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 And welcome to the Chatterbox Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. We really appreciate you taking time to be here. Sit back and enjoy. We have something special for you. Hi, my name is Joel Boti, and this is the Chatterbox. I don't why know why that made me laugh. <laughs> why are you laughing? I don't know why that made me laugh. Okay. Um, hi guys, welcome to another episode of Woo. Chatterbox. Um, so today we have Bote. Like, before the episode, there'll probably be like a whole intro before you even say hi. <laughs> and so yeah, that would give you all your accolades there. But like, yeah, let's get right into it and let's start with the game. So it's two truths and one lie. And this is basically about Chatterbox. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, give you three statements. Two of them is, are true. One of them is a lie. Which one is the truth? Which one is the lie? Mm. No, you don't have to even tell us which one is the truth. Which one is the lie? Sure. Okay. So, um, um, Chatterbox is listened to more in more than three countries. Chatterbox has charted number one on Apple Podcasts and Spotify charts in Ghana. And Chatterbox has over 35 episodes. I don't think Jesse even knows the answer to this. I do. I think more than three countries won't be a stretch. I mean, I think yeah. both of you have like good friends abroad. <laughs> so <laughs> it's. I'll come back to that. The second one. Charted number one. Number one. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And Spotify? Yeah. Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> both platforms is actually difficult to do. <laughs> so. I'm cancelling that one out. Not because it's not possible, yeah. but it's not it's easy difficult. to... Yeah, to, at least one is, is possible. Yeah. Um, and then the third one being... Over 35 episodes. When did you guys start? Uh, Last we, no, don't... You can't... You can't <laughs> <laughs> it's almost a year. It's all, yeah, it's actually almost a year. Okay, season three. Mm. I think... I think the first one is true. The first one is true, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. The second one is a lie. Okay. Uh-huh. And the third one is a lie. <laughs> I don't know how so you guys. I think that. <laughs> so um, the second one is a lie, but the first two are true. So we have forty episodes out, spanning over two seasons. But then we've never charted number one on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And so this is to the listeners. You, it can't be done without you. And so Actually. if you do, if you do want this to be a truth. You know what to do. Make us chat number one on Apple. Let's pull off the impossible because even Joe, when you said it, it looked like it looked like you like you wouldn't believe it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's make it let's make it happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um let's get right into the episode. So we are going to start from I mean I'm excited. No <laughs> way, but who is Joe Botte? First off. Hmm. Um I would use one word to describe me. 
I think I would say I am. I am. No one word is actually yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but for real, I'm the type that never gives up. Okay, so no matter how down I am in whatever situation I find myself in, I try to look for that one thing that would get me going, and yeah. that is me. That is Joel Body. So okay. yeah. So what's the so let's start from way back. Mm-hmm. What's the earliest context about you that someone would need to understand who you are right now? So like all the way back. Let's chart your timeline. Okay, if you want me to go back, I can go back as far as birth. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, but I I think um, I I've always had the um, people have seen me as the type that would eventually achieve something in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's because when I was young, I used to be all over the place. <laughs> I don't know if it's the sugar that I was taking. <laughs> but <laughs> I was, I, I just couldn't sit down. Mm. There was a time where my auntie actually put glue, uh, it wasn't glue, hey. it was chewing gum. <laughs> so we went to my, my auntie's saloon. She had a saloon in Manette. Shout out to those in Manetteville. I used to live there. <laughs> and I was all over the saloon whenever my mom went to do her hair. Even when my mom is not doing her hair, I would go there and say, oh, because it's my auntie, yeah. I just want to go see her. And I'll go, she'll give me chocolate, and that would be the end. I just cannot sit down. <laughs> so I remember one time she mentioned that, and this is Gana. Yeah. Future, I mean. Basically, she's saying, when you grow up, you would really worry a lot. <laughs> And from there, I think I've I've always been that type. Everywhere I go, I think almost every school I've been to, I've not really been the type that no one knew. Mm-hmm. I went through the school. Like that saying where yeah. you let the school pass through you, you didn't pass through the school. Yeah. I've never been that type where you go and you don't know me at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You definitely have something to know about me. And I've always liked being the type that had friends. Okay. So I've kept a good number of my friends till now. Mm. Like oh, that's, irris- that's yeah, cute. irrespective of whatever level we were at the time. Yeah. So yeah, um, I attended um, learning skills. Mm. I don't know if you guys know learning skills. Nope. Yeah, very popular school around the Osu area. Okay. It's, yeah, and then from there I went to Morningstar. Hey, mm. Yeah. Hey, don't start. I went to Morningstar. Mm. Um, from Morningstar, that went to Achimota. From Achimota to Ashesi. That's actually a good... Yeah, that's like a good yeah. track. Uh, yeah, that's good. My, <laughs> my parents try. <laughs> <laughs> actually. My parents try. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, let's... So, we've done the childhood. Let's come back to a bit more recent. So, let's go back to your secondary school. Do you have any interest in, like... What, what was the craziest thing that happened in secondary school for you? Secondary school, this is actually a personal thing, but there's only one reason people remember me in in, in secondary school, and it's not for a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wouldn't want to share. Can we change the school? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's let's okay, let's forward it to Ashesi. No, but I I don't, I can tell you something about high school. So. In my high school, one of the craziest things that happened was um, there was this girl that I used to like. 
Mm. Sorry, my to my current <laughs> but you would have to listen to this. <laughs> so there was this girl I used to like. I'm not used to, but it was it was quite good. And I was more of a type that saw her more like a best friend at that time mm-hmm. than what everybody we see as the typical girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, something had happened to her, mm. and it was not good. Mm. The craziest thing about that was. The lecturers, no, no, the other time we don't call them lecturers. Teachers. The teachers thought I was the one who did that thing. <laughs> that, uh. exactly. So I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> did they Baby. think I am that bad, like, of a, of a student? And the worst part is, they actually sold me out to my, my dad. Hey. Saying I was the one who did it. And I was messing someone's life up. But that wasn't true. So I think my dad called me one day. It was like, and he spoke in Ghana, but I speak in English. He was basically telling me that this is what he's heard. This is what the, the teachers are saying. This yeah. is what the school thinks. Is it true? And I, told, and I explained the whole thing to him. Told him I had nothing to do with it. But the unfortunate thing was, it happened even before I started dating this girl. Mm-hmm. So... It had no connection with me. Yeah. But it was too late that everyone, I think it, it even got to a point, students began to think I was the one that d- yeah. did it. Mm-hmm. But hey, thank God for social media. <laughs> People got to know who really did that. And it saved, it saved my ass a bit. <laughs> but like, that, that sounds crazy. So scary. Yeah. Honestly. And, and Honestly. It, I, I don't, I, I have actually never shared the story anywhere, but it, it has followed me everywhere I go mentally. Yeah. Because it gave me the impression at that time as a mm-hmm. young boy that the world is actually scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you can't tell what people think of you. Mm-hmm. And even with what they think of you, if you're not careful, it can destroy you. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you actually have to come out and clarify it. Yeah. 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 I wish I did that earlier, but hey. <laughs> yeah. Better late than never. Yeah. Yeah. The ending of the story was I Stood close to that girl till I finished high school. She was a year below me. Yeah. Those who went to Achimota would know this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I stood with her till like I could eventually let her be okay. And yeah, I just let it go. But we, we occasionally we still talk. We are oh, not we are not cute. enemies. Yeah. That's cute. The fact that you still. Yeah. I mean, but like oh, it's so scary. Like so the way sweet. just one rumor or just yeah. one word from someone. I don't even know how the teachers got to know. <laughs> but what I actually See, heard those was. Teachers. Yeah. Mm. They're more than even the students were lying. But yeah, that's that's how it went. That's that's one of my craziest part of, of high school. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Let's fast forward to university. I think your life one by one. <laughs> like, I hope, like all that happened from our childhood sort of determines who we are in the future. Because like the lessons you've learned, yeah. you do apply them in your current state. So yeah. let's come to Ashesi. Um, how was your four year journey like? Like what like pits and highest moments? Like hmm. what was it like? That was a true roller coaster. <laughs> I think both of you can relate. <laughs> I mean, almost everyone can relate. <laughs> because and this is what people don't understand about going to Ashesi University. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without even the education or the tutoring, mm-hmm. the school itself has a lot of weight. Yes. 
on the shoulder. That's very so true. if if you if if someone says, Oh, I know someone that went to a shit, that's enough yeah like to like put you in a spot where hey charlie mm-hmm. or like they're like hey so you went to our chest yeah. just yeah. like that statement yeah like it's crazy uh, the expectation <laughs> actually actually everywhere i've been to anyone i've worked with has had expectations mm-hmm. some of them i've had to disappoint them because <laughs> they weren't Unrealistic. even yeah they weren't even matching up to what i had mm-hmm. imagined and this is for those that are yet to enter into the corporate world. See, it's a scam. <laughs> Look at <laughs> me. It's a scam. <laughs> the reason why I say it's a scam is the Ghanaian type of business mm-hmm. or corporate life, mm-hmm. connecting it to their chassis lifestyle is very difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So you would have people that would rather think going abroad is better or starting yeah. a business on my own is yeah. better and that's why most of us end up starting yeah. businesses that's true. it's not even because oh i am entrepreneur yeah, yeah truthfully that's because yeah. it's it's not easy being in the Ghanaian ecosystem mm-hmm. trying yeah. to thrive you have to do three four five times more yeah than yeah usual. that's true yeah so speaking about my chess life i think i would i would say it's been a roller coaster my first two years took me time breaking in from high school i mean coming from high school coming into university i couldn't understand the system even how i didn't understand gpa <laughs> same like i literally said i think till third year before i knew that hey there's like magna there's there's all of that <laughs> and i can't understand it my first semester i bombed <laughs> <laughs> oh lord I bombed and I, I thought I was rather on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how crazy it was. Oh my god! <laughs> like that's how crazy it was. <laughs> like I told my parents that the GPA is from one. It's from one point. Oh, can you believe it? I like even I, I genuinely thought it was from one. <laughs> so I was like, every year is one, one. So I was like, ah. I'm already on one <laughs> by <laughs> first semester. You don't well. I'm <laughs> done well. <laughs> That's when I got a letter saying, hey, young man, you have to be careful or else we'll sack you. Hey. And then I got to know that, look, it is not what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know why it didn't click to me that I was bombing. Because, I, like, the grade... Okay, it's my fault. I was ignorant. Because yeah. I didn't understand the grading system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was where I, I was at fault. But from there, I, I tried to catch up. It wasn't easy catching up. I mean, you understand how yeah. GPA yeah. works. The more you do more courses, the lower, the, the harder it is to get a higher Charlie. Yeah. GPA. So you can get a B1A and it will still remain at the spot. Like yeah. Yeah. Like, what kind of system is hey. this? <laughs> but yeah, that's how it was. My final year was my best year. No, same. I mean, third third into final mm-hmm. because yeah. at that time i had understood the school yeah. the principles mm-hmm. i had understood education yeah. and i think some of the experiences that we had in school and outside school like internships and all yeah 
those things really helped so it gave you a perspective of what life is and okay. then yeah by fourth year i, I was i was figure you yeah i'd become an, a boss when that's school Charlie, eventually <laughs> i was on this list i said hey wow. wow oh yeah like i was like hey so i can do all this <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that's crazy day video i saw what they <laughs> dancing in the dealer like yeah hey, you didn't enjoy <laughs> see see at that time so that was when that, that, that was that first that was second year mm-hmm. if i let me tell the story one of my favorite stories to tell anybody <laughs> i had no plan for crazy day but i had come home the weekend before that week, that week. Mm-hmm. so i came home i was like i would need a, a stick for something in my room so mm-hmm. I bought a cane, like a slim, the teacher's type. Yeah. Then crazy, crazy day came. I had no outfits, had nothing. I don't know if you guys know Nicole Nibo. I think I've heard her name. She was fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nicole was my next door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she had these glasses that she doesn't wear, but she was supposed to wear. I was like, hmm. I have these big trousers <laughs> in my room. I have these big shirts. Why don't I just throw it on and look like something good? Because the olden days, that's how the teachers used yeah. to dress. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they came too. Yeah. So the only thing that was missing was a hat. And I, I remembered that when I was coming that semester, I packed this unnecessary hat. <laughs> that so everything is coming to right? It just came together. <laughs> So I just threw the outfit on and I was like, okay. Then my roommate was like, Charlie, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, yeah, let me take a video. He took a video. I was like, oh, before I could get to campus, the video was already <laughs> out there. <laughs> so like, I just entered the classroom. Charlie, I entered the classroom and everybody had their phones out. I was like, wait, are you guys expecting <laughs> TV or something? <laughs> Everyone had their phones out. What's his name? Eric Okran was, was, my, was my lecturer. And we all know how good Eric is. He's yeah, like yeah, the jovial type. Yeah. This guy was like, the class is ours. We started playing old school music. Oh my goodness. The class was just jamming. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I destroyed that dance floor. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my I think God. That, that's, that's something that Crazy did does for in the sense that when you dress up, it's almost as if people can see you. Yeah. So like you just you have the look, like you just fool <laughs> because it's like oh my god. And 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 truthfully, crazy day is the kind that, you know, if it would be crazy if you are alone mm-hmm. dressed that way to campus. Everybody yeah, yeah, like, but hey, everyone is. Everyone is dressed in a crazy yeah. way, so you feel like you fit in. Yeah. Yeah, we all mad. <laughs> <laughs> we all mad. So, but like that day, I think the students went to Patrick's office. Oh, yeah. okay, so it was your badge. Yeah, it was my badge. I remember one old picture that I saw, one of the year groups, they all dressed, they were all in pumpers. Yeah, that's how crazy <laughs> they used to be. They were all in pumpers, went to Patrick's office and lined up behind him like babies. <laughs> so big babies behind Patrick. <laughs> like, Charlie, crazy day has always Like, been. I want to find a person who was actually like, you know what, let's test this theory <laughs> and like crazy allow the students day. to Honestly. do yeah what they want to do i'm like i thought the first one people would have been uh, a bit skeptical but like by the time we reach you guys are oh people yeah. were bringing goats to classrooms yeah. and things right. horses like Charlie. horses, horses. Charlie. oh Charlie. my god last year crazy day there was yeah. a horse on campus they're like how <laughs> the, i think there was a i think it was your year group 
that someone brought a motor motorbike. Yeah. yeah, it was. I think it was a member from your year group. We're yeah. all in school, and then like I know they were riding a motorcycle. In yeah. Like, yeah. How? But like yeah, it got wild. I think COVID, then COVID happened. Like yeah. Yeah, everything went down. COVID down. destroyed everything. <laughs> yeah, right. But that, that was that was that was university days. It was it was fun. Yeah. I think one thing that we know how to do best is create our own entertainment because yeah. we don't have any. You can go to Bekusu to jam. <laughs> Actually, that's something that we we learn to do in school. Yeah, learn to enjoy people's company and make yourself happy. Yeah, I mean that's why I just see always have those parties every yeah. Aquaba night. Like yeah. every time they are trying to do why something. Why going to Bekusu yeah. to go and to do something? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. students actually like it was crazy that people actually drove on that bad road on Friday night. Yeah. Yes. No, I even know Saturday someone that bro. went on a Tuesday night to a club and came back on Wednesday to an 8 a.m. class. Yes, people used to do it. People like used to students do it. were really daring. Oh. Yeah, people people used to people do it. People would do anything to like the, the entertainment of it. Yeah, actually. <laughs> wow. All right. So yeah. for Manchester, now we come to the real world as they call it. <laughs> um, Let's come. <laughs> <laughs> I feel with your I don't say your career but like um what would you say you do or what would you say you did like because well, I want to I want to segue into that okay so career wise what I did was I I wanted to get into a space that I loved mm-hmm. I didn't want to go through the usual oh your dad is this yeah mm-hmm. then he throw you in there mm-hmm. so I really loved sports mm-hmm but I didn't know how to break into sports because sports isn't big in Ghana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only way at your age that I learned that you have to do is to build a network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing bigger than that. Forget the experience. Forget everything else. Mm-hmm. If you build a network and you keep growing, mm-hmm. you'd be able to find yourself in an area where you can now dominate or f- find your feet. So I said, okay, what is the best way to build network in sports? You can't say you're going to work at what ministry of sports. <laughs> you probably be like a lower level. Yeah. Yeah. You'll not be able to meet people that would make a difference. Yeah. So I said, okay, why don't I try journalism? Mm. And so that's when I had this friend who he's been like a mentor to me for a very long time, even mm. before he, he broke into into that space. And I'm pretty sure most of you know him, Oreko Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I contacted him. I was like, Chief. Charlie, this and this and this is what I want to do, but I do not know what to do. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, this and this is what you have to do. You're young. At that time, I was just speaking vaguely. Yeah. So I was like, look, this is what I actually mean. I want you to get into sports. Journalism is one good route. Mm-hmm. I want to build my writing skills, build my ability to speak mm-hmm. publicly and all of that. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's a good choice. So he was like, all right, let's do this. Then he connected me to his boss, who's Gary Al Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's a really, really good guy. Yeah. Um, I know him. You know Gary Al Smith. I know Smith. all these people from yeah. radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've met Gary. You've met, you met Gary yeah. before. Yeah. I, I had to go with Nanama. Yeah, Nanama used to be there. Thing, yeah. So, yeah, I met him. So I spoke, to, I spoke to Gary. He was like, oh, really? All right. So they'll take me for national service but i didn't want to start with national service because i felt if i go to this through the national service stage Mm -hmm. i may end up going through one year and have not learned anything Mm -hmm. because 
National Service. Yes, National Service. You're the stories them used by. to <laughs> Exactly. That's what I actually yeah. had in mind. So yeah, I wanted to familiarize myself yeah. with the environment first. And so what I did was, I told them I want to do internship. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, cool. He said, you write, right? Send me some of the things you wrote. I won't lie. I used like two minutes to <laughs> cook up something. Created I mean, a web if, press. If we had, if we had ChatGPT back I then, swear. Faster, <laughs> <laughs> I might have used ChatGPT. <laughs> but I actually took my time, put my thoughts together, wrote some really good pieces because I really like basketball. Mm-hmm. More than football. Funny. Yeah. Very weird, right? Yeah. So, I put a basketball piece together. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it wasn't good, but at that time, <laughs> I was feeling on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, after doing that, I sent it to him. I sent the link to him, and I sent him the articles. I don't think he read it, because mm-hmm. he would have found so many mistakes. <laughs> but then, he asked me to write on our current captain, Andrea Yu, who is about to play a playoff game and it was going to be like a talk of the town mm-hmm. right so i wrote on andrea you i took my time to write this one more mm-hmm. than a day mm-hmm. in fact i finished in like three hours but i spent so more time proofreading editing, making sure it was on point before i sent it mm-hmm. and i felt i took so long but i was also scared to send shoddy work because this yeah. is something you want to get into yeah mm-hmm. So I eventually sent in a thing and I added an explainer saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sending it late, blah, 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 blah. I had to go do this in town. Truthfully, I did go do that thing, but I didn't spend long there. <laughs> but I just needed to make sure it was yeah. on point before I sent it. So I sent it to him and was like, oh, you get back to me. Hey. I was nervous. Yeah. I was thinking, could this be a make or break moment? He sent me back a published piece of my article and he had made a few corrections in there to this date i still go back to that article to look at like my journey yeah and trust me was the best decision i made i won't even lie because it gave me that room to understand what it's like to be a journalist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. firsthand and i was like no this is something i really really need to get into yeah because each and every piece you write mm-hmm. could go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So I sent, I published a piece on my Twitter, got a few people to retweet it, family, friends. And I think at that time, the PR people, person, I say people, the person for their youth family actually liked the post. Mm. And I was like, hey, <laughs> social media is actually a powerful tool. Yeah. yeah. So. Then I decided to look at, look at what social media could be. And that's how I got into the space. The first thing I did was Gary telling me, he's going to make me be like in charge of mm-hmm. the sports brand of multimedia's mm-hmm. social media. So that was the first thing <coughs> he put me in charge of. But I did not understand social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I used to do was pick my phone, read, close it. I don't know where to go for sports news. <laughs> I don't know what to, how to write a tweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so lost. See, it took me over s- eight months to understand social media. Wow. I won't even lie to you. It was that difficult because you're working for a company. Yeah. You have little room for error. And yeah, actually. And that was one thing Gary actually told me. He said, and this, was, this came from me making an error. 
he was like with the way the space is you have to be extremely mindful of your errors you can't have one letter wrong yeah, it could easily go wrong. Yeah, it could easily go wrong. You could post something on Joy Sports and it's not your face that you're seeing. Yeah, you're yeah. seeing the brand. the brand. Yeah. So I understood him, but I was also in a learning stage. Yeah. So it was difficult. I can proofread like five times and it will still It'll be, be a mistake. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why me? <laughs> Sometimes th- there was a time where, to be honest, I felt extremely bad. I felt like quitting. Mm-hmm. Because I. I just couldn't get over the errors. Mm-hmm. But it was, for me, I think it was a really good experience because now when I post on my platform, mm-hmm. it's easier for me because I'm able to identify what to do. Yeah. I'm thinking faster. And I think, yeah, it's it's been a great start to, to a career. That's that's like an interesting, like, What is just like such yeah. a storyteller? Like, the way you... <laughs> so Look at the way Jesse has been, like, <laughs> focusing. Like, yeah. like, hey, what a wow. You mentioned... <laughs> No, you no, no, wait, I have a question for him. Why did I didn't play football? Like, <laughs> if you like the sports, why didn't you just, like, do under 9th, under 17? Because, so, uh, I mean, some of the players I see, they look way older than this. <laughs> they claim they are, so you could yeah. have started. Hmm. So, <laughs> I'm sure you tried and it didn't work. Yeah, so I, did? I didn't actually try. Okay. And that's me being honest. I didn't actually try. But what I always had in mind was being in an administrative role in sports instead of oh, yeah. Okay. yeah like i enjoy i enjoy the fact that i can see the day-to-day activities of a club mm. i can i can engage with fans without necessarily being on their bad side yeah. which you might because the fact that you're <laughs> in sports you're definitely going to get on the bad side yeah. of someone but just that mere fact that i'm with the club mm-hmm. or i'm with the federation mm-hmm. or i'm leading an association just yeah. appeals to me than actually being the, the part of yeah exactly or chuck you and hit you uh, yeah exactly <laughs> the injuries minimal over there i mean i'm not <laughs> i'm not going to get a hamstring by <laughs> by writing a few figures for you <laughs> but that was like what appealed to me more mm-hmm. than playing and mm-hmm. so it's not like i didn't try i actually thought of it but I looked at the Ghanaian landscape and I was like, no way. How many people make it from Ghana and yeah. sports? Mm-hmm. We're talking of around the 2010s. Mm-hmm. How many people make it? Very few. And at that time, Actually. yeah, we didn't have, I wouldn't say strong, but comparably to some of the European countries, mm-hmm. we're nowhere close. Mm-hmm. So I was like, nah, man, I would rather want to make a change in that area than wanting to be part of the playing body because that's a limited career yeah yeah that's why i didn't play so you mentioned you prefer basketball to football which all of us found to be weird because the majority of your social media yeah why and i believe this is because of the the basketball we don't have that landscape in ghana yeah why don't we have that that's a very difficult question. For I my head of some basketball. I mean, yeah, they but are is it it's is not it as, it's not as not established. Even yes. football isn't so let's not make this just basketball. It goes Sports. for tennis. Um I, I swimming, like where this is going. Boxing, all those things are not well established in Ghana. Even the football that we think we are in quotes good at, we are not good at it. Why? Okay, so to even start off, let me just clarify something. 
boxing has been our history. Okay, yeah, boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boxing so, good. if you look at that, exactly. Yeah. If you know the people that have made Ghana great, it's athletes mm-hmm. and boxers. boxers. Yeah. When I say athletes, it's in terms of um, athletics. Mm-hmm. So, if you look at the the history, we've had exceptional sportsmen. Mm-hmm. Where sports wasn't entirely about football. Yeah. yeah. But where we've come to, I think we had an issue. I think there was a particular era mm-hmm. where those that grew up in that area uh, era, sorry, mm-hmm. were not exposed to what sports could do mm. because maybe parents were telling them, "Hey, Don't you yeah, yeah, you may not make it," and and so it's been. It's been with them even till now. Yeah. And also, I feel like part of it is also our greed and selfishness. <laughs> mm. But the main part for me, why we are not flourishing, is, is due to a particular era where they weren't so exposed to what sports could bring us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> you look at what we can do now, and you wonder why we are not making it, which comes to what yeah. you are. <laughs> I don't even know how to <laughs> explain this. I think we are we are not inclined to greatness. I mm. think Ghanaians are people that are comfortable with wherever they, they are. are. Yeah. And so they never want to reach to heights that have never been achieved. Yeah. Mm. And I'll give you an example. Those that watch the era of um they are baby pillies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We tell you that is the greatest ev- era ever in mm-hmm. football, and that's football wise. Those who watched the 2010s, yeah. where we had the likes of Michael Asian, mm-hmm. would also tell you, yeah. would also tell you that was Ghana's greatest mm-hmm. era ever. But imagine if what is happening now, mm-hmm. we can transition to a next level where we would not be facing what we are facing yeah. now. But we are actually achieving heights that have never been achieved, like what Morocco have done. Yeah. And you ask yourself, what's the difference between the two? The difference is the Moroccans and other countries that are beginning to develop have identified key things that make greatness achievable. Mm-hmm. Infrastructure and education. Mm. It's, it's why, and I'm sorry for those that didn't at- attend Ashesi, but <laughs> it's why Ashesi would be one of the best schools or universities yeah. in Ghana, if not Africa. Yeah. It's not because of what they are teaching per se, but how they are going about the teaching. That's very, yeah. very true. You get it. So you would have Morocco having specific things that would want them to achieve greatness. If it's mm-hmm. in terms of recovery, it's not about just hey, you're putting them in a bucket of water. <laughs> you have a swimming pool with technology inside. Yeah. And so it's how you're going about it. And that, yeah. is, that is why we are where we are. Because we don't have the exposure mm-hmm. where people are now wanting to achieve their greatness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's people being satisfied with where we are and are thinking, hey, we are doing our best. Yeah. I think that is the problem. The circumstances we are exactly. being happy with your current situation. Yeah. I mean, they may not say they are entirely happy, happy but, but like they are not pushing, not pushing out of it. There's no motivation. Exactly. So imagine, and and I want to come to where Jesse asked me about playing, mm-hmm. and why I entered the sp- the, the whole sports space. If you look at how our administrators work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not an administrator, so I can't really judge. Yeah. But if you look at how they work. And anytime you listen to one of them speak, 
you notice some level of ignorance in it. Mm. Recently, we saw I saw a video. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I saw a video where I think a deputy sports minister mm-hmm. was in Morocco for the under twenty three Afcon, which by the time this episode is released would have <laughs> been over. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys, you are late. <laughs> 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 where like he was speaking passionately about the technology in Morocco mm-hmm. and what they are doing with their uh, academy. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned things like the infrastructure, what they are doing, what they are... Nothing specific. Nothing, and you will notice that all, all he's saying, in comparison to what we have here, he had no idea yeah. that it was even achievable. Yeah. And he mentioned something that caught my eye, which a lot of Ghanaians have been speaking about. We are using artificial pitches where we are saying, oh, with a stadium, uh, we use... What the boys used to go and play on, the, I don't yeah. know what we call them, yeah, AstroTurf, beautiful. Mm-hmm. He was speaking about the AstroTurf, and you could tell that he was so uneducated <laughs> about how AstroTurfs are and the grades of it. Mm-hmm. And if you know the type of AstroTurfs we use in Ghana, mm-hmm. they are like an outdated model, a kick. Mm-hmm. Astrative. Mm. So he yeah, so he went hey, to Morocco. Hey, when I see it looks very like <laughs> nice. <so. laughs> Have you seen like this guy's love? Maybe they are drinking no one. You will yeah. come to will come to it. So like that's an old astrotef mm-hmm. type of technology, like old one. The ones in Morocco are updated to I like highest grade. Premier League so level. Not there yet, but <laughs> 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 they are getting there. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you are so uneducated about it and mm-hmm. ignorant that mm-hmm. it's just funny at the level of ignorance. This is someone who is part of the those heads, leading, yeah, leading your Charlie. Yeah, who you think about it, it's actually scary. Oh. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's it's been scary ever since I entered the space. Like, if you are, I and and I kind of now un- understand the fans who are open to the things we see in Europe. Mm-hmm. When you see a club like Arsenal. Arsenal has a training facility. Mm-hmm. There could be over eight to ten pitches, even yeah. more. And they have each one for a particular purpose. Yeah. And the pitches are all not the same. They may yeah. be a smaller size, a bigger size. So, like, when you see what they are doing and the results they are achieving, you ask yourself, a whole nation, we can't do it for a national team. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, that's true. Like, this is, the, this is the least you can do. And we have a place called... the Pram Pram Ganaman Soccer. Let me not even go there. That place feels like a boarding house. Hey. We'll talk about it one day. Alright. So what what I think since starting out as a sports journalist, right? I believe in as much as you knew what you wanted to do, um you you knew so much about the space. So what's one thing that shocked you or that shocked you? entering that you didn't know outside let me start with what i knew but still shocks me the fact that a journalist is one of the most reputable people on earth mm-hmm. but in ghana they are one of the most underpaid yes, people that's, that's I, I heard that on the radio one time oh like, wow. i'm shocked that you heard it on the radio 500 cities a month <laughs> all the way they do if they give us fake news, we'd probably all be dead <laughs> by now. <laughs> like, Honestly. journalists are so important that we do not 
and and there's no fault of the people though because there are some of them that are the bad nuts yeah but journalists are on the unlucky side of Ghanaians because one they have to make a living mm-hmm. in yeah. order to keep up with things that are happening mm-hmm. yeah. and in the process of making a living you can easily be swayed by someone mm-hmm. bringing up a very good deal which would not look like a bribe yeah okay you say, oh Charlie I saw what you did on the radio yeah take this. take this yeah or I saw what you did on TV thanks so much take this and you think oh it's it's cool just take this yeah just take this but should should something come up ab- about that person would be difficult for you to speak yeah you get where i'm coming that's from true. yeah so it's easy for people to be easily deceived mm-hmm. mm. that is one thing i've learned from this piece there are a lot of genuine journalists out mm-hmm. there but because of that narrative which a lot of Ghanaians know which they call them in quotes stomach journalists they say oh this guy is probably being paid by yeah, this player yeah, yeah was probably being paid by this president or this association or this that this that and it's so difficult trying to defend yourself because if this is what the masses think of you Mm -hmm. how are you going to defend yourself you're going to say this is my account (laughs) yeah like yeah it's difficult to defend yourself so it's a very difficult space in terms of monetary aspects but yeah a lot of really good paid well journalists in Ghana, mm-hmm. which I really do respect, but it's not easy for those that are on the second tier that ones. Yeah. Yeah. True. We have a problem with infrastructure in Ghana here, if not Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, some African countries do take it serious, but let's bring it to Ghana. So, the African Games is supposed to happen <laughs> next year. Last year, December, I was sitting in the car driving and I was listening on the radio. And they were talking, they were fighting on the radio that, oh, we don't have a budget for the African Games. You are supposed to host it. Jesse, do you know where they are hosting the African Games? Where? The Legon. The Legon. I knew it. That's why they are trying to innovate it. They are trying to innovate the place. The Legon. Stadium. Like, I have so much, I don't want to say passionate hate for, like, (laughs) the infrastructure in Ghana. Why are you talking? Let me pull up something. (laughs) The passionate hate for like the infrastructure in Ghana. Let's take um, let's go to the UK. Mm-hmm. The England, their s- national stadium is Wembley. Mm-hmm. That's the stadium they have. They don't have any other stadiums. All the clubs are so established that they have huge stadiums. That when there's a program t- happening, they're like, like West Ham Stadium, the London Stadium. That's where the Olympics was held. Mm. They go to the club and they take their stadium. And because <laughs> you are under the country like you're obliged to is the world cup if the world cup were to happen in england right now they have over 20 stadiums they could play in they don't need to build a new stadium stadium just for world cup Hmm. in ghana if they say world cup they'll come and suck all of us from our homes and use the land land (laughs) (laughs) so you see that's that's another problem that we have and it's good you bring this up because truthfully over there they may not say Okay, give us your stadium. Yeah. But there's a procedure which you Yeah, there's a procedure. And what it does is, just imagine, let me bring this to Ghanaian context, okay? Imagine there was a stadium in every municipality. Mm-hmm. Let's say in East Legon. What's your muni- municipality again? Um, Adentan. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no Adentan. Okay, let's say... Uh, Ayawa So West. Okay, okay, let's say Ayawa So West had a club here. Mm-hmm. And they're going to use the stadium with the club be using mm-hmm. 
it would bring revenue to because yeah get proceeds in. and all of that it would also bring revenue in mm-hmm. terms of if you look at the people that are living around with businesses mm-hmm. they would all benefit so let's yeah. say the ordinary kinky woman i'm not everybody who can afford the bustles and, and the likes <laughs> but someone will say oh i'm craving banku yeah. or kinky yeah. a local sport will be everybody benefits yeah even down to an ordinary driver mm-hmm. taxi driver would say okay i'm picking this person to the stadium yeah. someone Cleaners. can book everybody benefits that's something about sports that people are not seeing mm-hmm. it's it's a money-making avenue not necessarily for the players and administrators but for the everyday people because mm. it's like an ordinary it way of life one together yes yeah. so the people who are selling the stadiums outside the stadiums people with all kinds of businesses mm-hmm. the fact that you're even close to a locality where one of the games will be held yeah could make revenue for you because mm-hmm. someone may be passing by coming from let's say Cote d'Ivoire, mm-hmm. Nigeria, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and says, Oh, I'm looking to invest in a business in Ghana. Yeah. And we'll see uh, a graphic divi- designing yeah. store or something. And we'll just say, Oh, this is actually good. I like the way the person advertises. Go end up talking to the business. Ain't everybody can benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is a problem with me. Now, if you look at the fact that we don't even have the infrastructure, mm-hmm. which Bob the earlier point I mean. Yeah. If the infrastructure is there mm-hmm. for us to look at it as not as infrastructure, mm-hmm. but something that would last yeah. for long, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. we can have the Africa Games this year mm-hmm. or next year, which is, is next year, 2024. Yeah, but then, if you're able to maintain it, yeah, even through to 2030, 2050, being the talks for look at stadiums like San Siro, yeah. How many years they've been sitting there? There are great stadiums out there that have been in, in existence for so long. Santiago Bernabeu yeah. has been there for so long. Old Trafford. They just mm. keep renovating. Exactly. No, but I mean, when you mention that, I kind of feel like the reason why those stadiums, I don't know them as much, mm-hmm. but I feel like the reason why those stadiums have, have been in existence for so long is because they are in countries where football is played often. Because well, recently, for in example, here. no, but recently, for example, I think um someone was talking about like I think Ghana was going to play. I was watching. There was this day my dad was watching this game, Ghana mm-hmm. versus uh, Madagascar. Is it Madagascar. Uh. <laughs> and and n- there was no talk about it. I yeah. I did not hear anything about it. And so how how even if we have even if like let's say we have one district, one farm, so one stadium, one uh, <laughs> region, one stadium. <laughs> or whatever it is. How are we sure that we are going to use those stadiums? Because I feel like we don't, even our local sports, we don't nah, see them let as... Me, let, let, let me, me fight okay. before you come and fight, Jesse. I feel like if, fight we, <laughs> <laughs> if, we had, fight you. if we had the stadiums, what across sports stadium has been there, they play matches there, but why is no one pushed to go and watch those matches or even watch those matches on TV? One, the quality is not good. You look at the pitch and half of the pitch is Sakura. <laughs> you look at the stance and so then they're broken. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chairs are broken. Like, even if you were wanted to go to the stadium, the process of you getting the tickets is hard. You can't sit online and buy a ticket. You can't walk in there. The place doesn't even look appealing. Yeah. If you made appealing enough for people, we'll start come. to see interest. Mm. Because 
the I mean, Kumase, it can even be a date idea. Yeah, the game they played in Kumase. I think the Kumase Stadium is probably like the nicest in Ghana or the Cape Coast one. Did you see then the KNUST people? Mm-hmm. So many of them were posting on Twitter and their Snapchat that we've gone for this game. People are genuinely want because it's something new yeah, we don't have. Exactly. Ghanaians are always looking for new yeah, ways of entertainment. We want to do it, but like these people haven't given us the opportunity to do it. Because even if you go and sit there, you're afraid that like a lizard will come and pass on your <laughs> leg or like mosquitoes to bite you or something. Yeah. I think I think let me give you a a, a clearer example. Mm-hmm. Ghana hosted the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. I don't know if you know about oh, it. Oh, eight. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Ask yourself, where are those stadiums now? Yeah. Mm. They were created in various regions. So we had one in the northern region. Yeah. Where um, I was there, I think it was just renovated. I don't know if it was actually made. Crossport Stadium, Cape Coast Stadium. Like, there were stadiums in, like, different places. There's a popular one that everybody points to. The is Pong Stadium. The stadium is like a mess. Is it is it in Cape Coast? No, no, no. no. It's in Western region. Yeah. Western region. So you see, when you think about it, if you look at the Isipong Stadium right now, and I think in the last last budget that was read <laughs> at Parliament, in the last the last two years, another time I was with the multimedia group. I remember the minister saying something about it being more than 80% complete, 80-90% complete. And the stadium is like scraps. Hmm. Have you seen a scrap dealer like pushing <laughs> their truck? Yeah. If they were to go to that stadium, they would carry the stadium into I their truck. <laughs> <laughs> like everything is a mess. Rubbish. Yeah. And even w- you see, this is this is why I'm saying it's a problem. South Africa did most of their stadiums in 2010. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so now, it's still they're still using the stadiums. Because there is structure to what they're doing. They're not just create. I think after that, they hosted culture. the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. Yeah. They've hosted a lot of things even after the World Cup. Rugby, World Cups, other sports. Like, yeah. there's a lot you can do. A stadium is not just for football. Yeah. Mm. There are tracks at the side. You can do a lot. with. St- it's, not, it's not a park. Yeah, uh-huh. That's the uh, difference. It's not the Ajangano Park. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a park. That one is a park. <laughs> Wait, do you think it was a stadium? Ah, uh, no, the Ashutev, the one opposite is Port Valley. It's, it's, it's a park. A stadium is like, it's I more than just a stadium. I said Ashutev. It's a it's Okay, a anyways. <laughs> it's, still, it's still nowhere close to anything. There's a lot you can do with stadiums. Mm-hmm. F- football is like just 1% of it. Yeah. yeah. The things you can you can host events there. You know the Shatawali that went to host the event at a crossport stadium. Mm. Whiskey had one at yeah. a crossport stadium. Like Better Boy had one at Tottenham Stadium. Tottenham Stadium, the new stadium that they built. Yeah. What happens is that they are two overlaid pitches. Exactly. And so when they're Tell playing football, one pitch is on top, and when they need to play NFL, that pitch slides into the stadium, and there's another pitch under that they used to play yep. NFL. Yep. Like, look at how ingenious that is. Yeah. So, they are making money not just from playing football, but we all know NFL is associated with America. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you see, uh, the NFL is also... full full version of NFL as well. National football. It's the American uh, football. Yes, the American football. Uh-huh. Well, so <laughs> I just need to help you. Thank you. So, like, the point I'm trying to make is, mm-hmm. there's a lot you can do with the stadiums and the infrastructure. Coming back to the Africa games... Mm-hmm. It's disappointing that we are treating this as if 
it's it's just one event yes like that's it's an opportunity for us to grow yes people to see because a lot of eyes all eyes from africa are going to be on us if we can promote it it promotes tourism it promotes more visits the government gets money like there are so many chain reactions that are affected by just this but then we are like but it's, it's not like top priority in any of the governmental what even the sports industry is not taking it as seriously as it should be taken and so like what do you expect to come and it's sad like, and that's why i was saying the people that are in areas that are of relevance mm-hmm. i don't think they were yeah. serious in their time when they yes. saw what sports could do so yes. they are also doing whatever they see now yeah or they're just comfortable where they are hey we are doing our best yeah i'm making my money i'm doing my best because like. <laughs> when was the last time after 2008 2008 2023 mm. when was the last time it's ghana hosted we've not hosted any major any major sporting event but like we are one of the biggest developing african countries in quotes no. and then we prefer to go and do it in another country and then we be assisting here. Yeah, i like, think i think sports is is dying mm. <laughs> it's, i know it's up to us yeah people will say oh, it was always the next generation but what shows that people like me, mm-hmm. people that are my age that are trying to do something for sports, will be the ones in authority. Yeah. What if the people in authority now puts people that they think are related to, to them, them or in those positions, and then I mean, the chain we there's no guarantee what the future would be. But at the end of the day, my my own me my own mm-hmm. is, we can do something. It's not too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not too late at all. Okay. If Ghana decides, okay, forget about all this nonsense that's happening or has mm-hmm. happened. We are going to create the infrastructure and do education. Just this too. Yeah. Have the infrastructure for the young ones and education okay. for the young ones. We may not reap the benefits now, uh-huh. but in a decade or even five, six years, we could do a lot. It reminds mm. me of the so abroad, if you want to enroll your child, like your children as low as four years old are mm-hmm. being enrolled into academies yeah. even those academies are nicer than our national sports stadium <laughs> and like you they go they teach the child how to play football from four yeah. load him up all the way to his 20 and then sell him for 150 million to an italian team and then some of that money comes to the club some goes to they are definitely paying taxes and stuff on all that yeah. but then these little things these investments to, into the younger ones these education infrastructure is bringing them tax 20 years from now yeah they're not necessarily seeing the profits now yeah but then in the long run it starts to reap and Ghana, every time we are crying that we don't have money to do votes we don't have money to do this if we had these things in place funds here can be used to build roads funds here can be used to do all these things mm. ticket sales all these kinds of things but then we are not bothered about that We're not bothered we about just it. want to be satisfied with where we are the fact that they are even doing it at the legon stadium car is what i don't understand that's the one been sitting there for since i was zero years yes it's good you bring bring back that point that was what i was actually going to touch on it's taking us over five years to renovate that stadium if i'm right hmm. we knew about re-hosting this africa games a long time yes like these events are giving ahead ahead of time so that you can prepare until now it's 2023 that something we are going to do next year it it was yeah it was supposed to be this this year year. it's been postponed we were even this year we're not even ready 
Oh my goodness. Next year is six months, so you close your, you blink, and then next year has come. Wow. There's a lot that is, is happening. I think the schools. people up there are not passionate about. There's, so there's more passionate. to it. There's more to it. I feel so. I, I really don't want to point fingers mm-hmm. because I can't yeah, tell who exactly is doing what. But as a collective, it looks like we have a big problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm speaking to the collective. Yeah. That hey, you guys need to wake up. Actually, you guys need to wake up seriously. You're looking at me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so interesting. Like other sports are not even being recognized in Ghana. Yeah, tennis. And I feel like it's also because of the whole like football. Like if football is not like right now, it looks like football is the most uh-huh. dominant, right? And if even with football we are not trying, how, how can we move tennis? Exactly. How can we move swimming? How exactly. can we move all these things? Exactly. I told the parents to our parts. Like your child, it's not only football the child will play. <laughs> like if you do football, so y- football is attractive. Yeah, I mean, because of the is attractive, but yeah. football is attractive because if you look at Ghana mm-hmm. and how our athletes are. You go to the roadside as a child. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure most of us kick the ball. Yeah, yeah. everyone kicked the ball. <laughs> I was very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's what she said, not me. No, no, I played good defense. Sure. Yeah. See, imagine we had a women's team. Mm-hmm. She probably would be enrolled yeah. in there. So I, I actually, pl- look, let me tell you a true story. There's this girl who's abroad right now. When I used to live at Manetsville, if you're watching this, you know yourself. <laughs> this girl was so good at football. Yeah. She played in the in our area team mm-hmm. our, our area actually had a team and we're getting better every time she was the only girl amongst boys who played and wow. she played defense mm-hmm. to tell you how good yeah, she was hard like she hard. she could slide tackle she <laughs> i know i noticed that i noticed she played for her junior mm-hmm. high school i went to the same high school with her in terms of shs and she was the captain of her team mm-hmm. and went on to play for our school team mm-hmm. Charlie, mm-hmm. she was that good. Hey, and you look at her right now, and you're like, imagine, that like that talent. Imagine, oh, black queen. Charlie, she <laughs> could be the captain. Like, I don't want to exaggerate, but That's she was good. that good that she was respected in the school for yeah. that. Very few people come like that. Yeah. So, for me, like someone like that, mm-hmm. you think about it, and you're like. Now she's abroad. She's not. She she yeah. probably won't be into sports, sports like anymore. Yeah, but we've lost the major talent. She could be a breadwinner at a very young age mm-hmm. yeah. if if we had the infrastructure for that. That reminds me of this. There are a lot of the footballers that in quotes are Ghanaian, but then are playing for other yeah. countries. I was just looking at something on TikTok, and it was Alfonso Davis, and it was like, then Ghana never reached out to him after he moved. It was when they heard about his move to Bayern that's that someone <laughs> DM'd him on, on Instagram. Instagram. Like, no, some of them DFA. Like, you won't even send an official, like, governmental letter or something. DM. If, if the infrastructure was in this country, if you had the academies, like the way they have in Canada, the US, UK, mm-hmm. do you think Alfonso Davis would be in there? He would probably be playing for Ghana by of now course, because mm-hmm. he would have been developed in our academy. Truthfully, truthfully, yeah. Even if Afonso didn't play in any of our academies, mm-hmm. look at the countries that are connected to him. Yeah. Canada, Liberia, yes. Ghana. Mm-hmm. Amongst these three, which one has more history in football? Ghana. Ghana. If between the three, which one would you rather want to play for in terms of history? Ghana. Ghana. 
Why would I go and play for Canada? Yeah. And no offense to Alfonso, yeah. because he's making them reach heights they've not they've reached. never reached. Because mm. they went to the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. They topped their, I think it was a Conquer Cup. Yeah. Um, before qualifying. Like, everything points to the fact that this guy was going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But imagine you add that one greatness to the multiple greatness around you. That's yes. what we have in France. Exactly. Many people think France don't know what they're doing. Trust me, they're France know what they're doing. It's intentional that they have such players where they are. Mm-hmm. Pogba can decide to play for Guinea. Yes. You can have... I look at them like a... But the final of the World Cup, like, the last, like, 18 minutes, eh, the last 10 minutes, every single French player on the team was black. Yeah, imagine. Imagine Mbappé playing for Cameroon. Like, hmm. Imagine Kante playing for... Like, think about it. Like, there's a lot you could achieve by being intentional with no. what you do yes mm. otherwise you end up giving your resources to other, other people and then they'll utilize it right now look at the money yeah. they're, they're making off and exactly. yeah. all those things um, exactly. another thing that comes to mind is the the demolition of the lizzy sports complex oh that's where it's sad it's still sad for me because i used to yeah. play there I also yeah. used to like yeah. it used to it be like hope for yeah. children. Yeah. Young. And like we couldn't even the government couldn't take it up and say like let's keep it. Because it was a in quotes, a national treasure. Actually yeah. it wasn't owned by the government. Yeah, it was yeah. it by was by Marcel Desai. Marcel Desai. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he so in an interview that I was actually there that day on mm-hmm. for that interview, he spoke about how I think he wasn't making revenue. Mm. Things weren't growing the way he expected, always pumping his own money. I mean, if you're running a business, you don't want to yeah. be doing that. Yeah. So, it was almost like a lost cause. Yeah. And so that's why he had to. He had to. Yes. Yeah. But I think, and I strongly think, that <laughs> if we had backed him a little bit, it yeah. would have been. It would have been something. Because I great. remember seeing like there was talent there. I won't lie. One of yes. my f- so my best friend actually played there. Mm-hmm. He went for competitions abroad with them. Yes, mm. they used to win like international trophies. He actually the won one with them. Yes, and I'm like, so, <laughs> and this comes back to what I was saying. Like Charlie, it's painful. It's very painful yeah. if you're someone that you are in the sports space because even for you, mm-hmm. say me, I don't know how I'm going to grow. Mm. Like my future mm. is unclear, even though I know what I'm doing. Yeah, wow. like. What is wow? <laughs> 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 no, because I was about to wow. ask that question. That so, like, what, what, what I, what can like? you do differently? Like, you want me to tell my plans now? No, no, not your <laughs> plans, but in the sense that, like, right now it's looking bleak all over. Oh. Yeah, it is. So how, how are you still finding hope? <laughs> it's so, this, it is bleak. So what I'm doing at the moment is trying to make sure that I'm still out there, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because I've not, I'm not on a particular. Le- I'm not, I'm not hyped up. Okay? Yeah. People may know me, but there's so much. There's yeah. so much I could achieve. Okay, so I need to reach a level where I am, I am known for a particular thing. I mm-hmm. can create a pathway that, if you think of this, you think of Joe Boy. And so that is why I have identified telling stories, mm-hmm. which I haven't started yet. But guys, you will see it soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they will follow out. Yeah, by, by the time. So I'm trying to tell stories about Ghana's history because, as I said, education and infrastructure are two things. Mm-hmm. I, can, I cannot provide infrastructure 
but i can definitely educate about our history yeah Yeah. and that's a good point to start from yeah Yeah. so i'm doing that i'm trying to see what i can do to make sure sports is attractive in ghana Mm -hmm. for me that is what i want to change Mm -hmm. that is the focal point and to me learning more about business yeah. Me learning more about sports is all going to come together at a point. Yeah. Where now I can say, okay, I have control yeah. of the sports business space here. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know how to get brands involved. I know how to use the major stakeholders of sports mm-hmm. to achieve something great. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I believe creating change is not about you. Mm. It's about everyone around you. You may be the least to to enjoy. Enjoy the change. Yeah. But everyone will remember you for starting that change. Yeah. And that's what history is. But mm. it is deep, honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly. So we mentioned you mentioned something there about business and sports. Yeah. Right now, we see a lot of business. I don't want to say businessmen, but there's something I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. what Ryan Reynolds is doing. Who? Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. my guy. He's <laughs> using like he's using his influ- like he's bringing some positivity to like, and he's bring- he's making f- more entertaining. By investing into these things, into these clubs, into these sports, and then making it entertaining, telling us a story with those things. Do you think it will become more of a thing? Yes. Or do you think it's, is it possible here in Ghana? Or everyone it's, is seeking for money in Ghana it here? It is very possible in Ghana. And it's even more possible in Ghana mm-hmm. than abroad. Why? I'm saying that because if you look at the industry in which he's coming from, mm-hmm. There's someone actually being smart right now, and I wish some someone could draw his attention to it. There's this short guy, an actor, that has uh, a club in Ghana. Are they your double guy? Yeah, double. yeah. Good. That guy, if you notice what Spain did with him, if if yeah. someone that is, that is critical, That's you true. know that this guy has a potential of changing a lot of things in Ghana. Mm. When you look at when you have such personalities, they are naturally mm-hmm. the type that can draw people mm-hmm. yeah. and they have the mind to achieve a lot. So yeah. he would tell you the story that with his club, he's not his, his academy is mainly to partner with the clubs abroad so that he mm-hmm. can send more talents outside yeah. to grow. Okay. Imagine he he does this, he's making money. He's now able to bring some of the big brands to Ghana, mm-hmm. big clubs to partner with him to Ghana. He starts a scouting network. Yeah. Now, it's not just about the landscape of sports, but now he involves or brings the business aspect of it where mm-hmm. now he's able to advertise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's using his acting skills because he was an actor. Yeah. yeah. To create interesting ads. Mm-hmm. That's what Rexham is doing. Oh. Exactly. They're not doing Whoa. anything fancy. Oh. Did you see the Alex Ferguson? Art. It is the most. It's the simplest of yeah. art you could ever think you of. Can do, you can sit here and do it. Yeah. But we all go through it every time. <laughs> yeah. I can be on a Zoom call and yeah, be talking forget and forget to unmute. Yeah. But then so many people were excited. So many people were like, "Wow, this is like," and like they. Just, I don't know Rexham from anywhere, but right now I'm a Rexham fan. Exactly. Just because of what I they follow, are doing. I follow Rexham on all their platforms. Shout out to Rexham. <laughs> <laughs> but. I'm a big fan of what they do because it's something that I think is doable. Mm-hmm. And it's because we are not making use of the personalities we have. Yeah. Yes, I agree that sports journalists are supposed to be away from some of these mm-hmm. things. But in Ghana, journalists are actually celebs in celebes, the way. Celebs, yeah. Celebs, shame. <laughs> <laughs> I caught you. Please, I want that on record. <laughs> I want that on record. I'll need it. So, 
you know, with the way they are, they have huge following. Mm-hmm. If you are able to use them for things that would generate revenue, not mm-hmm. necessarily for a particular brand, mm-hmm. but for a particular industry, yeah. mm-hmm. why not you use them? Yeah. And that's the whole point. So, Rexham may use someone like Reynolds yeah. and his advertising team mm-hmm. to create compelling ads about the business. It goes back into the business because yeah. he would then invest by getting yeah. players and you would find you find out that people will no longer want to work for money. Not everybody will be willing to yeah. work. But for the exposure, for the fact that they can grow, yes. for the fact that they can learn, that is what you would get. You would f- this goalkeeper, Ben, Fef- ben, ben Foster, Foster, he actually retired. Mm. Okay. I don't know if he retired, retired, but he retired. Yeah. I know he stopped playing football. Cycling goalkeeper. Yeah, cycling goalkeeper. He joined Wrexham to become a goalkeeper for Wrexham. I don't know if he's paid or not, mm-hmm. but just by using his image or by using him yeah. in their adverts, in their promotions and all that, it's drawing a particular yeah. crowd towards them. Yeah. And it's very possible to do same with whatever people you have. Yeah. You have the stars. You have, imagine, you will not use that, sorry for whoever did that ad, but <laughs> Asamajan for, or only for Kalipo or Polytank, yeah. <laughs> like those guys. It may be funny, yes. but it's actually creative. Actually, yeah. That is actually good. I do remember those times only live for Palitank. Charlie. Calipo. Right now, how many footballers do you see doing ads? Yeah. Uh, I only see the soap ads. The soap crime, when was the last time you saw <laughs> Actually, Like, that is the point. Yeah. We can always connect. Malcolm. Yes. That hmm. was the most popular ad at that time. Yeah. And that's what you, you're supposed to play on, not just the people mm-hmm. or the business. Connect the two. Yeah. yeah. That's the whole point. Okay, so the final one. I don't know if this will be hard. Jesse probably doesn't even know any other. But like, um, who in your opinion is the greatest African player ever? Abedi Pele. That's what Jesse will say. For me, it's not a Ghanaian. It's what? It's <laughs> Nigerian. I think for me, I love Roger Miller. The story of Roger Miller so mm-hmm. much. Because... In an era where <sighs> that particular era of Roger Miller playing for Cameroon, mm-hmm. that World Cup that they went to, they excelled. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I I it think I I watched something on them and I was just marvelled by, even at an old age, mm-hmm. yeah. like they still wanted him. That's how great he yeah. was. Yeah. And I really, I, I really do admire Roger Miller, yeah. but uh, for me, close to him, mm-hmm. because I I saw Asamajan play. I won't lie, no matter how Ghanaians he was, he was good. See, and recently I was speaking to a fellow journalist about this, and he brought up a very important point. Imagine Asamajan in recent time. Bro, mm. like he would have been a terrorist. Like, I, sw- I don't want to use word language. <laughs> he was, I like you, that you that US ago. Yeah, like 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 he just played it. Look, as a mother was good. That guy was so talented. But before the strikers we are seeing now, I, they I didn't don't have the vim like the way his was talent. Like he had the vim to do it. Like no more, like he'll kick the ball, it will enter the net. That's the vim he had. Imagine someone was playing for Barcelona, Real Madrid. Hey, big, like he would write his name in history books. He just 
That's how boom, creative boom, was. Boom, boom, boom. But then again, you don't determine the course of life. Yeah. So. I mean, that mm. penalty is false every time. Yeah. No, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I w- really want to debunk this thing, and I think mm-hmm. this would be a good platform. That goal, oh, sorry, that missed penalty in 2010. Mm-hmm. As much as Ghanaians want to use that against him, I think everyone should remember that we wouldn't have gotten that far if it wasn't for without him. without him, because. You look at our, tar- our entire journey throughout that World Cup. Mm-hmm. Asamajan was key at every single game. Yeah. He had no, but even the game that we are talking about, he was one of yeah. our best players against Uruguay. Yeah. That's how good he was. Mm. So I d- I, for me, I never really hold it. Even yeah. I, I've never actually told anyone that I hate Asamajan for this. Mm-hmm. I was sad when. You didn't we, win. Yeah. But trust me. When it comes to the history, you have to understand that you can never actually determine what will happen next. Yeah. So if someone does something great for you, yeah, appreciate them regardless. And I would always appreciate Asamajan for that. That's true. That's yeah. true. Oh, I think that's it. I have, yeah. no, no, I have one my okay. last question. Um, what advice would you give to someone who also wants to enter into the sports field in Ghana? Let me hold my mic and look at it. Give up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But if you if you really want to make it, mm-hmm. I think it's not just about entrance because you can enter and come out. Yeah. But if you really want to make a difference, do not go through the ordinary route. Do not do not do what everybody's doing. Be unique in your own way. Mm-hmm. And this is something Fentio Tyrod told me when I first met him. He said, "It's your uniqueness that will determine how far you go." Mm. And be unique be confident uh, i mean you may be, you start young you'll make mistakes mm-hmm. but don't let that pull you down yeah keep going keep going mm-hmm. that's the only advice i'll give oh thank you so Yo, much I was it's been amazing having you yeah yeah it's been really really amazing having you enjoy this conversation yeah but we'll be back we'll be back so yeah. Maybe that one we should play more sports games. You <laughs> like this will this will fail, you know. I'll go and do my reset before I come share. Hey, all right. Alright. Okay guys, so we'll catch you next week. Peace. Bye. 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 My name is Jeff. It's what Jeff. Like can you imagine? Echo. Okay, so that's it for this week of the Chatterbox Podcast. All the links and resources that we've mentioned during the episode will be linked down in the show notes. So yeah, just head on down and pick up any points you'd want to. Quick one before we leave, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate the show and also hit the follow button. It really helps others discover the podcast and allows us to even tell more stories. Thank you so much today, guys, for coming on. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for you listening. All this wouldn't be possible without you. And a huge shout out to the team that made this possible. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm also part of that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye.